You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. If you had Kentucky making their way all the way out to uh, the Final Four, then no, you are not dancing. You're far from dancing. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I did not. I have UCLA coming out of the East, so I'm fine in that department. I've got Gonzaga coming out of the West. I have a potpourri. I have a variety of Arizona, Tennessee, and Houston uh, coming out of the South. But I will say uh, I'm just dead in the Midwest uh, because I had Iowa. I had Iowa upsetting Kansas. So obviously a big swing and miss there, that's for sure. Uh, Let's get you up to speed. This 98.7 ESPN Hoops update brought to you by Covers.com. Sports bettors make Covers.com your home for college basketball all tournament long. Winning starts at Covers.com. And so where do we stand right now? Actually, let's do this uh, because there were some games, obviously, uh, late last night. One in particular, Colgate. I was all over Colgate. I liked them plus eight. Uh, If you did play them, getting the points, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hopefully you're playing with house money today. If you play them on the money line, I played them with both. So I pretty much broke even. Uh, but but what happened yesterday? It was it wasn't wasn't as uh, significant as uh, the upsets we saw happen on Thursday. That's for sure. I mean, uh, you know, St. Peter's beating Kentucky. Some would argue the biggest upset in the history of the tournament, even though it was a two beating a fifteen as opposed to a uh, I'm sorry a fifteen beating a two as opposed to a sixteen beating a one. Of course, going back to that UNBC uh, UVA game, but uh, but a number of people, you know, if you're 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 watching the tournament, you're watching the analysis. Uh, many in and around college basketball feel that this is the biggest upset in the history of the tournament. So Arizona, uh, they uh, they advance, they beat Wright State, no surprise there. Villanova took care of Delaware by twenty, no surprise there. Auburn over uh, Jacksonville State, eighty to sixty-one. I thought Jacksonville State was going to give Auburn a little bit more run for their money. That didn't happen. Duke advances over uh, CSU Fullerton, no surprise there. I do have Duke losing to Texas Tech in the Sweet 16. Um, Purdue over Yale. Texas Tech over Montana State, 97 to to 62. Don't be surprised. Let me tell you something. That West Division, to me, it's either going to be Texas Tech or Gonzaga. I do have Gonzaga, but Texas Tech is so good. That's why I have them beating Duke, uh, advancing to uh, the Elite Eight. Uh, Late night was Colgate in Wisconsin. I stayed up. I watched this, and this was a good one. Colgate was great in the first half. I loved Colgate. It was one of my favorite plays. And, of course, if you got them at at eight, then uh, you won with the points. I also played them on the money line. I thought their three-point shooting, second-best three-point shooting team in the country. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, 10th in the Big Ten. So I I felt that if, if they were able to stay hot from downtown, uh, they would be able to, uh, to to run right over Wisconsin, but uh, that wasn't the case. And um, and Davis just got hot in the second half and took control over that game. So Wisconsin now advances. They beat Colgate 67-60 to 60 just because the second half was really, it was all about the Davis show, that's for sure. Houston over UAB 82-68, to 68, so they advance. Illinois took care of Chattanooga. I love Chattanooga. That's another team that I had Chattanooga with the points. I want to say it was plus seven. Uh, and uh, and I also had Chattanooga on the money line. They only lost by one. So again, if you took the points, good for you. Miami USC, this is, I think Miami USC was the one matchup 
with a lot of question marks heading into the tournament. And I don't know about you, but in, in the variety of brackets I play in, I was kind of going back and forth, USC, Miami, USC, Miami. So I've got a 50-50 share of each. Uh, Miami playing with a bunch of guards, USC playing with a bunch of forwards, and the guards prevailed uh, by two points. So it was a good one. A really, really good good game to watch. So Miami takes care of USC 68 to 66 Texas over Virginia tech. This is another one. I had Virginia tech. I had them. Uh, I, I had, it was, a, I, I had them want to say, what is it? Plus three. I think, I think the line was, um, I also had them on the money line, but Texas was just too good. Uh, Virginia tech. I just, I like them coming in. Um, I like them, you know, they won the conference. They had a lot of impressive victories coming into this tournament, but Texas took care of them. 81 to 73. I also had Loyola, that uh, lost to Ohio State. That was the first game on the docket yesterday. Uh, they lost to Ohio State 54-41. to Notre Dame took care of Alabama 78-64. to Iowa State over LSU. This was a close one, 59-54. And then Michigan State beat Davidson 74-73. to If you got Davidson plus two, well, you won. At tip-off, it was just Davidson plus one. So I was able to get Davidson plus two. I also played them on the money line. I thought they would be able to pull the upset. And of course, uh, that did not happen. Then TCU took care of Seton Hall, 69 to 42. And again, I think in in the bracket, this was another one that I feel was a 50-50 split share. Uh, You know, Seton Hall very well could have won. Both these teams coming in, winning 21 games. And, um, and TCU just got the better of Seton Hall. So now they win and they advance. So where do we stand right now today, Saturday? Uh, we are just minutes away from North Carolina and Baylor tipping off. And, and I'm all over North Carolina. I do like North Carolina today, by the way. Uh, this is a North Carolina team that I, I really, really, really impressive against Marquette. 13 three-pointers. UNC put up against Marquette, which was really, really impressive. Also, they play man defense 80% of the time. And Baylor, not as great against man defense as they are against zone. So, uh, and Baylor still without LJ Cryer. So I do, if you do, if you have an opportunity, you're, you're near a device, you can get on, you can, you can wager. I love UNC getting five and a half, by the way. Uh, I, I, I think UNC can upset Baylor. They're not healthy. They don't have all their horses in their stable. And UNC is just, they've been playing such great basketball, especially you go all the way back to that one game, of course, Coach K's last game at home. And uh, UNC looks so good against Duke. And they've just been riding that wave as of late. So I do like UNC getting the points plus five and a half against Baylor. That's the first game today. Then we've got Kansas taking on Creighton. Uh, I do like Kansas advancing in that one. Uh, They're laying 11 and a half. Uh, I know it's double digits. Mm, You know? Uh, maybe you don't feel great about it, but uh, this is a Kansas team. They, in their uh, in their first matchup, they shot fifty eight percent from the field and forty eight percent from behind the arc. They're averaging seventy points a game, so this is a Kansas team that's coming in really, really hot. So I'll lay the eleven and a half against Creighton, Michigan, and Tennessee. I love Tennessee today. Michigan, I believe, is on borrowed time. I had uh, Colorado State beating Michigan. Obviously, that's not what happened. They were able to turn around in the second half, but this Tennessee team is really playing lights-out basketball as well. Uh, They're shooting well. They've got a great pace to them. They're great from deep. They have a lot in a game, and so um, I just think think Michigan advanced because Colorado State 
uh, just had an off game. So I think Tennessee will roll. And you can get Tennessee minus six today, by the way. I'm rooting for Richmond. That game tips off at 610 tonight. I do like Richmond, and it's not just because I like I, I like their logo. I like their 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 because they're the spiders. Um uh, they're just they're a fun team to watch and they're a fun team to root for. And really impressive win against Iowa. Listen, coming in, Iowa was playing some of the best basketball of any team coming into the tournament. And and they stayed lock and step with them and beat Iowa, which was really, really impressive. That was a really big high. Can they come off that high and take on a Providence team that has a lot of seniors, a lot of veteran leadership? Uh, they play a very low scoring, slow, so slow place, so slow pace, methodical half court type of basketball. How will that set up for Richmond? I don't know, but I like the under in this game. So I'm playing the under at 134 and a half. St. Mary's going up against UCLA. I do believe UCLA wins, but St. Mary's has been really, really impressive. Uh, the line is three. Uh, I, you know, this could be a close one. Again, I, I do like UCLA, but but St. Mary's has been playing some really good basketball. Um, if I had to play this, this is not a match that I'm going to play, but if I had to play it, I would lay the three with UCLA. They're finally healthy. Um, they are another team that came into the tournament playing really good basketball. So, uh, again, I, I have no play in this matchup, but if, if I was forced to play it, I would play UCLA minus three. Uh, St. Peter's going up against Murray State. Murray State and San Francisco, that was one of the most um, exciting games, I, I think, in the first round for, for us to watch. And, again, that was on somebody's bracket. I think that was 50-50. There were a number of people who liked San Francisco. There were a number of people who liked Murray State. I loved Murray State. I, I've liked Murray State for the last few weeks since I started really paying attention to college basketball. Uh, but the St. Peter's team, this is, this is, this is, and this is what's so great about college basketball in March Madness, right? When we get to this point is that there's always like one or two teams that are, that, that are the Cinderella story, right? You look up Cinderella story in the dictionary and, and there's, and there's a, a, you know, a picture of their roster, right? That's St. Saint, Saint Peter's for you, especially what they were able to do against Kentucky, which was uber impressive. Um, but I do like Murray State here. I, I think it's really, I think it's really hard to come off of that type of win, that type of victory. Let's be honest. I'm sure that team celebrated big time, and now they've got to go up against a uh, a Murray State team that uh, has just was phenomenal all season long. They dominated their conference. They beat teams by 20 points night in and night out. So I think it's it's I think it's going to be a, a, a tall task to get past Murray State. So I will lay the nine with Murray State today over St. Peter's. And then uh, two more games later on tonight, 840, you got New Mexico State over Arkansas. Uh, I, uh, I I did not have Arkansas advancing, by the way, uh, but I do like New Mexico State. I like New Mexico State getting the six and a half. Uh, they've got Teddy Allen, who averages 20 points a game. So um, I'm on New Mexico State. And last but not least, you got Memphis going up against Gonzaga. And, uh, and the Zags are, uh, are laying 10 and a half. The over-under is 154 and a half. And uh, I, I don't have a play in this game either. So, um, so that's how I'm playing today's action. And it's jam-packed, uh, of course, today and tomorrow. 800-919-3776 is the phone number you want to get on board. Now's the time to do so. We come back. I'm going to switch gears. I want to talk NFL. A lot going on in free agency. It has been absolutely bananas the last week plus. Uh, I, I said it two weeks ago. I said there was going to be a lot of change 
in regards to the quarterback position in the NFL and free agency. And sure enough, uh, that has materialized. It's really, really unbelievable. The musical chairs that are happening. And, and again, I've said this time and time again, I feel like the quarterback position is the most important position in all of professional sports. So let's just marinate in that for a minute. And the fact of how many new faces you're going to see on a variety of teams at the quarterback position. It's really wild. Also, we've got Rich Samini, who's going to be joining us on the show in about 15 minutes. We'll get an update from him in regard to the Jets. What does he think the Jets or how the Jets have done in free agency? Is there more to do? Uh, what, we, what can we expect now that this roster is, is, is shaping up and, and coming into form? What we really realistically expect the Jets to do in, uh, in the draft? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Deshaun Watson uh, gets a five-year, $230 million contract. He now uh, has a guaranteed contract. It's, and by the way, it's all guaranteed. Uh, even bigger, more so than Aaron Rodgers. So go figure, right? Like, it just, this whole thing is bizarre to me, to be quite frank. So now where does Baker Mayfield go? Seattle is interested, apparently. I think Baker's interested in the Indianapolis Colts. Carolina lost out on the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes as well as Atlanta, as well as the Saints. So in my perception, um, you know, uh, where I think that Baker could land and for teams that are in need of quarterbacks, again, Seattle, the Colts, Carolina, the Saints. I do believe Atlanta stays with, uh, with, with Matt Ryan. I, I, think, I, I think the only quarterback that they would have been willing to move off of Matt Ryan for was Deshaun Watson, but you never know. Other quarterbacks that are still out there, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, um, just to name a few. So uh, there's also, you also have, um, you know, a, a number of other quarterbacks that are out there that a lot of people are looking as backups, right? Like Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys like that. So, um, but man, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really been unbelievable in, in regard to what's happened. Probably the most impressive to me is Russell Wilson going to the Denver Broncos. Um, but then, you know, you've got other guys as well that, that have jumped ship and have gone to other teams that aren't quarterbacks like Devonte Adams and what that means for the Raiders, that, that, uh, AFC West division is just, it's going to be sick. It's going to be absolutely sick. And by the way, futures bet here, the AFC is stacked, right? Let's be honest. Like the only teams, in my opinion, in the NFC that have a chance of winning the Super Bowl heading into next season are the Bucks, the Packers, and the Rams. So we got to see what, what the Packers do in regard to getting Aaron Rodgers some more weapons since he lost Devontae Adams. That should be interesting. As we know, Tom Brady back with the Bucks. You can bet that the Rams win uh the uh the Super Bowl at eleven to one. But here's it to me, I think the best futures bet on the board is the fact that an AFC team is gonna win the division, is, is gonna win the Super Bowl. And you could get that you can get that at minus one thirty five. The, the 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 AFC is just absolutely stacked. I mean stacked. Buffalo has a chance to win it. The Baltimore Ravens, the Bengals, now the Browns with Deshaun Watson. Don't sleep on Pittsburgh. One would argue that the AFC North, one would argue that the AFC North and the AFC West are two of the best divisions in all of all of professional sports now, even beyond football, not just football, 
in all of professional sport. Think about it. I know Steeler fans weren't high on Trubisky going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I like the move and I like the deal. Um, depending on what happens with the Colts, do the Colts get Baker Mayfield? Do the Colts get Jimmy Garoppolo? If they do, I think the Colts will be in the mix. And then, of course, Denver with Russell Wilson. Of course, you know what you get with Kansas City. Uh, the Raiders, now that they have Devontae Adams and they improved their defense as well. And the Chargers, the Chargers are ready to win now. Man, what the Chargers have done in free agency in regards to defense is sick across the board. So, uh, to me, uh, like, hashtag run, don't walk, jump all over it. AFC, an AFC team will win the Super Bowl this year at minus 135. To me, that's the best futures bet that's on the board right now. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up. Hi, Anita. Anita, I don't think Sean Rodson is, did anything wrong. You know, he paid the price. He made a mistake. He sat out a year. He may have to sit out another year. Now, the Cleveland Browns came with the money. They came to beg. He didn't hold the gun to anyone's back to give him all that money. And uh, I, I hope he does well. You know, he paid the price. And I believe in, you know, rehabilitation. And he'll get some good counseling. And uh, I'd like to see him do well. I always root for how guys. Did he, Richard, how did he pay? How did he pay for he sure. sat out a whole year. Okay, but, that, but that's because he didn't want to play for the Texans. It wasn't because of a suspension, Richard. Oh, he could have played for the Texans if he just stayed on the team. They would have paid him. Well, they could have mended their fences. I you, they, you know, there, there is, there, there is, and Richard, appreciate the call, but I, I just, you know, a, a few things in, in your state. Number one, you know, we don't, we don't know what the situation is uh, in regard to, you know, the 22 uh, women that have come forward. Uh, what we do know is no criminal charges. Will there be civil? The NFL is is investigating as well. Will there be some suspensions that will come down? Yes, I believe so. But we don't know what he has or has not done. We don't, look, there's so much that we don't know to say that he has served his time is, is not accurate, Richard. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN gave us an update in regard to uh, the Jets, what they were able to do in free agency, what he anticipates them to do in the draft. Let's go out to your calls. We've got Ira calling in from Staten Island. Ira, welcome in. Hey, good afternoon, Anita. And first of all, before I get to the Jets, I got to give you a major shout out, which I did with Michael Kay and with David Rick, because you called the Tom Brady thing last week before he came back. I remember listening to your show last week and you said it. So, uh, you know, you called it. But, you know, always rich and very insightful. I'm not a Beckton believer. I, I think there's issues there. I'm, I'm trying to keep my fingers crossed. Uh, I, I would address that offensive line, depending how their board is. But realistically, now with all the quarterback carousel moves, and they just have the Packers at Lambeau facing Rodgers, you got Wilson in Denver, you got Allen twice, okay? You're going to have Watson if he's not suspended when the Jets play the Browns. Early in the draft, as much as I know they need a receiver, and I think Joe Douglas crushed it, the free agency on paper. He filled a lot of spots, especially with the tight end, and I wouldn't be surprised if they still draft one. Um, they still need a receiver. But I think they're going to go heavy and early defensively because with the quarterbacks, they have eight to ten quarterbacks on their schedule, and that's probably going to be on a yearly basis that are Pro Bowl quarterbacks. The AFC is loaded. You know it. Half the league is almost a Pro Bowl quarterback. So you got to beef up that defense. And if their grades have defensive players up front, I think that's the direction they're going to go. 
Yeah, the AFC is just, and, and thank you for your kind words, Ira. Appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, I, I did expect Tom Brady to come back. He's just not the kind of guy that I think can uh, just, uh, you know, drive the kids to school and make them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every morning. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how good this Bucks team is going to be. Only time will tell. But yeah, I mean, you look around the landscape of the AFC and it's just, it's, it's really, it's unbelievable. And this is going to be a real fun uh, coming to 2022 year. That's for sure. Let's continue with your calls. Let's go to Danny in Long Island. Danny, welcome in. First of all, nothing wrong with a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I wonder, bread. A true 20th century. <laughs> the glass of milk, forget about it. Eight o'clock football game on tonight? Full of peace of heaven. Uh, <laughs> first of all, you're my odds person. So ponder this. I just found out my son is having twin boys. <gasps> where his wife is actually. Congratulations. Going back, yes, going back to my great-grandfather, that will be 23 of 24 births have been boys. Imagine that? No. It's unbelievable. I have, I have the, great, the great-grandfather, my father, four brothers, 12 nephews, four sons, 12, and five, uh, five grandsons. Unbelievable. Okay, you you got to work the odds for that for me, please. You're the, 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 the boy swimmers are stronger than the girl swimmers. I, I mean, I don't Something, know. That's, something's that's, going that's on. All, yeah. That's all I can equate it to. I got a lot of cleat, used cleats and aluminum bats in the garage. But listen, uh, as far as the Jets are concerned, before we got the steals, I love the signing of the Bengals tight end, having seen him a lot because he played mm-hmm. in my division. His absence may have been one of the biggest underrated reasons why the Bengals didn't win that game in the Super Bowl because he was the safety blanket for the whole year. He's, he's to me, the top of the second tier of tight ends. He's right there. He was, he was that important to that offense. And he, they missed him in the Super Bowl dramatically. Yeah, and he's, now, he's, a, really, I, he's, a, very, yeah. he's a very good leader in the locker room, uh, really strong character guy. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Catches the ball and gains yards afterwards. Now, I liked the Tabisky. First of all, it's a shocking free agent period for any Steeler fan because I used to laugh. Being a Steeler fan is like being Jewish on Christmas. You ain't getting no gifts. And this year, we finally got gifts. We got, uh, Miles Jack was a good signing, a couple offensive linemen. We had to make a move at quarterback. It's tough to have to make a move and, and get a good move because everybody knows you're desperate. So I liked the Dubinsky signing. They could have done, you know, to me, he, he, he had a couple of good years where maybe, maybe you can make an argument he was undercoached. Now he's in a great situation. If you can't do it here, well, then you can't do it because you got the running back, you got the coaching staff, the offensive line is being retooled, a couple of good wide receivers. So we will see. Now, of course, the entire thing is mute. Because Deshaun Watson decides to come to the AFC North, my son threw up in his mouth. Because this is because now it's just it's just a mind-boggling level of quarterback play in those two divisions. And the only thing I can come, the only good factor I can come up with is that thank God we played the AFC West last year. Because could you imagine that you would have to play this the quarterbacks in your division twice each, and then a game against the Ravens? It's, it's really you can't. Even, so that's why the Buffalo Bills have shut up. That's the bet right now. Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl because this is going to be like New England did for years. They're going to go twelve and four or thirteen and four, playing the Jets and the Dolphins, while the other three divisions are mauling each other. Now, are they doing a two-team buy next year or just a one-team buy for the playoffs? Oh, one. Okay, so that's going to be the Buffalo Bills. So while everyone's battling it out for seventeen weeks for survival, they'll be thirteen and three, locked it up, resting their starters, get the one buy. And, and good luck to that. That's why they are the, the favorite right now in the AFC. I'd bet that immediately. That's my comments. I'm sticking to it. 
Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Listen, I, I like what Pittsburgh's done. Uh, again, uh, I, I'm, I am a believer in Trubisky. I think, unfortunately, he was a casualty in regard to the team that he was drafted to. He went to Buffalo. I think he needed that year in Buffalo to uh, play behind Josh Allen, kind of learn some things, understand what it is to play in a different offense, an offense that is catered to helping a quarterback win football games. And, uh, and now he goes to an excellent franchise in the Pittsburgh Steelers, a lot of weapons, solid offensive line that they're developing. Uh, Najee Harris, arguably, you can say top five running back in the NFL. Solid wide receiving core, up and coming tight end and Friar Muth. And you got to love what they did on the defensive side of the ball to bring in Wallace, to bring in Miles Jack. Uh, I, it's, it's just uh, it, uh, Witherspoon at corner. Uh, and, and, and to compound that with Bush and, and Fitz and Watt, it's uh, Pittsburgh's, that entire division, like I said, you can argue that the AFC North and the AFC West are two of the best divisions in all of sport. It's going to be so competitive and it's going to be so fun to watch these two uh, divisions battle it out. That's for sure. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Joe Wiz on 90.7 ESPN is brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. How you doing, Joe? Tournament is in uh, full action, baby. You winning? Yes, uh, everything's going good. I know you're looking good here right now with this North Carolina game. Uh, they're up 42-29 at halftime. I, I heard your show yesterday. I think you are on the Tar Heels, right? Yeah, I, definitely on the Tar Heels today. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm a little up. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hovering around, breaking even a little up because I'm playing. Like I played Chattanooga with the points, and I played them on the money line. I played, um, you know, Colgate getting the eight, and I played them on the money line. So, um, that that's how I'm rolling here. I, I do like a lot of dogs in this tournament, um, and 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 majority of them that I do like and I'm playing are hitting they're just not winning outright so that's that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at do you do you do brackets do you fill out brackets as well or or do you just you just do spreads to be honest with you, most of the times I just concentrate on the games itself. It's, uh, I usually just break it down one day at a time. I did a couple of brackets just for fun. Obviously, not many people had St. Peter's, so I think majority of the brackets are out. I had them plus to 20, but uh, you know, line dropped down to 18. But no, primarily, I concentrate on the uh, games the day of and uh, just take one day at a time. All right. Uh, let's dive into it, uh, Joe, and uh, let's talk about – why don't we just go through the games today? Right now, like I said – I was all over North Carolina. Uh, you were getting five and a half, and they're looking good right now as they head into halftime. Uh, 240 tip-off. You've got Kansas going up against Creighton. Kansas is favored by 12. The over-under is at 140 and a half. Uh, I like Kansas here. They, they just, they're, they're looking good. What, what, I know 12 is – I know you don't like to lay double digits. So I'm really <laughs> – Well, sometimes when, when it's a big spread, Anita, sometimes I'll defer from it. And, uh, yeah, you take a look at Kansas. I mean, overall for the season, they're 29 and 6, but they're just 18 and 17 against the spread. And, you know, you look at the game they played, obviously uh, Texas Southern was uh, outmatched. They were never in the contest at 83 to 56. Um, I prefer to take a look at the total here. I've looked at a lot of totals today, and um, I think that this total here, um, I think Creighton um, – if they keep it, you know, if they can control the tempo a little bit here, Creighton's gone uh, 
uh, under uh, over 60% of their games in the year, just 12 overs and 21 unders, all right? And they're 18 and 14 against the spread. And when the line is this high, I normally, you know, look for a backdoor cover or I'll take a look at the total. So my play in this game, I'd rather take a look at the total under 141 because if this game is a high-scoring game, then Kansas will blow them out. But Creighton's going to have to use that clock and control the tempo if they can. And I'm, I'm taking a shot with the total uh, at under 140 and a half, 141. Got it. Uh, you've got Tennessee going up against Michigan. I think Michigan's on borrowed time. I did have uh, Colorado State beating them. Obviously, that's not what happened. Uh, but Tennessee has looked great. So you've got Tennessee favored by six and a half. The over-unders at 136 and a half. I, I will lay the six and a half with Tennessee. I think they're that good. What's your play here? Yeah, you look at the Vols, they're coming in with a record of 27-7. and seven. They won the SEC against the spread. They're 21-13. and 13. This is another team that relies on defense at either. They're 15 overs and 19 unders. Okay, they want to keep this game low scoring. Okay, um, they beat Longwood 88-56. They beat A&M 65-50. Uh, they held Kentucky to 62 points. Uh, I think Michigan's going to be challenged again in this game here. I'm not interested in laying the 6.5 or 7. I'm, looking, I'm playing a lot of totals today, and this one here, um, I feel we're getting some value here. Uh, even though Michigan is a more of a higher tempo score, but Michigan is just 13 and 19 against the spread. If you like the Vols, um, I prefer to take a look at total again. I like the under this game between Michigan and Tennessee. I think the Vols control the tempo in this game here, and uh, Michigan's going to have a tough time scoring. The totals at 136 right now, uh, 136 and a half under is the play. Uh, you got Richmond going up against Providence, and uh, man, Richmond, what a great upset uh, they pulled off, of course, to advance. Um, beating Iowa. I, I was really big on Iowa coming into the tournament. I, I felt that they were playing some of the best basketball out there, but nonetheless, now you've got a Providence team. They're favored by three and a half. The over-unders at 134 and a half. You said you're playing, you're, you're playing totals. I like the under here in this matchup. This is a Providence team, very slow-placed slow style of basketball, good defense, a lot of seniors. Uh, are, are you on that side with me as well? Yeah, and you take a look at Richmond as well, Anita, 24 and 12 record, 17 and 18 against the spread. Richmond, 14 overs and just and 21 unders. That's a 60% clip on the totals going under. I mean, and they've been playing really well. They've won five in a row. Um, they beat Iowa, as you mentioned, 67-63 as a 10-point dog. Uh, they beat Davidson, 64-62. Uh, all the games that they've won, all their oppositions have had 60 or less points. So, yeah, I think this game is going to be a dogfight. Uh, Providence, uh, I lean towards Providence this game, though, Anita. Um, uh, I had played them earlier in a week at minus two. Uh, the line has since escalated up to three and a half now so you're not getting the value but the total at 134 and a half i'd like to play the under in this game as well uh st mary's going up against uh murray state loved murray state coming in i know uh them in in, in san francisco was a toss-up but murray state advances and now they're favored by eight and a half um against st peter's which with with a, would you before we before i, I get your, your line on this would you say that the st peter's upset against kentucky is the biggest upset in the history of this tournament I think so. I mean, you know, we talked about UMBC and Virginia when it was a 116, but Kentucky is the all-time winningest college program ever in college football, but better than UCLA in the Wooden Errors. So, yeah, I think so. Nobody uh, ever gave St. Peter's a chance to win, not even cover the spread. So, uh, to answer your question, yes, I do. Um, St. Peter's, uh, you know, is a good team. Uh, you know, they've been very competitive in a lot of their games. Again, they like to play unders as well, 13, just 13 overs, 18 unders here. I know you like Mary State uh, 
a lot during the season. I'm not sure what your play is on this game. I know you've played Murray State a few times when I was a guest on your show. Um, I think that St. Peter's can hang with Murray State. I'm taking the nine. I'm not messing with the toll here. I'm going to take St. Peter's plus the nine. Murray State is uh, you know playing uh, uh, you know they're a big favorite here, and I know they're good against the spread, 20 and 12. Um, but you know I, you see them against San Francisco. They went into overtime and it were you know 92, 87. They won the game in overtime. Um, but I'd rather take a shot with St. Peter's right now. Got the confidence. I'm getting nine points. So my play is on St. Peter's uh, Peacocks plus the nine. UCLA going up against St. Mary's. UCLA favored by three. The over is at 126. I like UCLA here. I know very lackluster performance against Akron. They just look stiff to me. So now they've got that game behind them. I think they can roll here. I'm, I'm going to lay the three. Yeah, when you look at this game here, St. Mary's comes in with a record of 26-7, and 20-11 and 11 against the spread, Anita. And uh, UCLA, um, you know, they were very fortunate to get by Akron. And uh, UCLA is just, uh, they're 26-7, but 17-15 and 15 against the spread here. I'm calling for the upset here. I'm going with St. Mary's. I'm taking the three with them. Um, those lines too low. And anytime my clients call me up and ask me, and say, why is the line so low? That usually tells me, this, this is an invitation. Anybody who looks at this game, they look at it and say, well, why is UCLA only a three-point favorite? It seems like a trap game. That's not the reason why I'm playing it, because St. Mary's is very good, um, and I think that they have a shot of beating them outright. So I took them plus the three and on the money line, and uh, I'm calling for the uh, upset here. Okay, maybe a bottle of wine in my future. Uh, New Mexico State going up against Arkansas. Arkansas is favored by six and a half. Um, I did have Arkansas losing, so uh, to me, they're on borrowed time as well. Um, You've got Arkansas getting six and a half. The over end is 138 and a half. I like New Mexico State here. Yeah, you take a look at New Mexico State. They come out a record of 26, 27, and 6 and either They're 21 and 12. And nobody talks about them because nobody knows about them out in the WAC conference. But they did knock off UConn. And Chris Jans, the head coach, has done a great job. And they got their two good players in Teddy Allen and Jabari Rice. If those two players can play well against the Hogs, they have a chance of winning the game outright. I respect Eric Musselman, the head coach of uh, uh, Arkansas. Um, but I think that um, New Mexico State's going to slow down the tempo of this game here. I'm taking the dog in this game here. Uh, lines at 6.5. I'm looking to get some seven, if at all possible. Some places you can get the line by the half point. So I'm looking to take plus seven with New Mexico State in a low-scoring game, um, taking the Aggies plus the seven and, uh, you know, looking for a low-scoring game. Uh, I think Arkansas wins, but barely. Last but not least, you've got Gonzaga going up against Memphis. Gonzaga favored by nine and a half. The over-under is at 155. Um, can, can Memphis keep this game close, Joe? Well, Georgia State only trailed by two points to Gonzaga at halftime, and uh, they uh, covered the spread, too, uh, right? It was 93-72 to 72, uh, was the final score in that game here. Um, I think Memphis Tigers have a shot of uh, hanging with uh, Gonzaga. Memphis is uh, 22 and straight up, 16 and 60 to get the spread, but their best work has been lately. They've been, they played really well. They beat Boise State 64-53. to 53. Um, I'm taking a dog in this game here. Um, I'm taking plus 10. I took them plus 10. Line is down to 9.5. At, uh, at Bet Rivers. So uh, I like the dog at Memphis plus the 10 in this game to keep it respectable. Um, and uh, who knows, maybe they'll pull the upset. Uh, again, right now, North Carolina up on Baylor 42 to 29 at the half. Second half is about to tip off. Um, Joe, before we let you go, a lot of action happening in the NFL right now in free agency. A lot of quarterbacks uh, changing uniforms, changing teams. Have you taken a look at any of the futures bets out there as a team out there based on what they've done in free agency and possibly their draft capital? 
that now has caught your eye that maybe you you throw a little coin on in regard to a futures bet than either winning the division or or winning the Super Bowl next year? Well, well, you know, it's really interesting, Anita, because it's looking at, you have to pay a lot of attention. A lot of people aren't paying attention. So many, so many things, and I listen to your show and get a lot of good information. Um, the futures, I mean, you got to, with Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland, and now Aaron Rodgers resigning with Green Bay, and what's happening in Denver, there are some good opportunities um, to get some good value with some of the uh, NFL teams here. And, uh, you know, right now, the future bets here, we got Buffalo Bills. I mean, they're overwhelming favorites. Uh, uh, plus, well, not overwhelming, they're plus 675. You got Tampa, plus 7. 50. I'm not sure why Brady came back. Uh, I know you don't think he's the GOAT, but I still do. But regardless of that, uh, Tampa's still going to have a lot of body. And how about Kansas City getting them at plus 800, Anita? Uh, that's insane. And then Green Bay's at plus 1,100. Those are, those are pretty good value bets uh, uh, to win the Super Bowl because uh, one of those three, four teams legitimately has a, real, a very good chance of winning it. Well, Joe, good luck this afternoon and, of course, uh, tomorrow as well. Why don't you let the folks know when and, and where they can, uh, they can hear you here on 98.7. Thank SPM. you. Yes, I'll be on with Ty tomorrow. Ty Butler will be on. We'll be on at 8 a.m. tomorrow. We'll be talking about all the games for tomorrow's college basketball. There's a lot of games going on tomorrow, plus Knicks and Jazz and Celtics and Nuggets. And anyone who wants to get free winners can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Joe with Sports. I put out free winners every day. By the way, I don't know who does your emojis on Twitter, but they really look great. I've got I to hire that person. They're, they're, you know, that, does that, was that you doing that reverse dunk on your emoji on Twitter? It really looks good. <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know, those are the emojis. Those are the um what do you call it? Snapchat emojis. I got to get some of those. I'm, I'm still getting, I have someone doing all my social stuff, but whenever I see your stuff, I saw that this morning. I was like, I got to get one of those. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Good luck today. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.